It was 17 years ago today that the Chicago White Sox last won the World Series. That 2005 season had it all, and the postseason was unforgettable. In his second year as manager, Ozzie Guillen brought a championship to the South Side, and his legacy was cemented. White Sox staples like Mark Burley and Paul Canerco played important roles that season, but new faces like Scott Pitsednik, Jermaine Dye, and Bobby Jenks became White Sox legends. October 26th will always be a time to pause and reflect on what was and hopefully what could be again. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked on White Sox. Thank you for making Locked on White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked on White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk off-season White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. The Chicago White Sox won 99 games uh, during the regular season in 2005 and, of course, went 11-1 in the postseason There were hardships to overcome in a Cleveland team that would not go away. It was all under the guidance of first-time manager Ozzie Guillen. Uh, We are talking uh, all about this 2005 uh, World Series team uh, celebrating uh, the 17th anniversary, but some news and notes to get to beforehand. Uh, The Miami Marlins have hired Skip a shoemaker as their new manager. So Joe Espada is still out there and available as of right now. Uh, Also hearing some rumbles uh, that the Chicago White Sox have expressed uh, continued interest, that is, in Philly's hitting coach, Kevin Long. Uh, And let's not forget uh, that Ozzie Guillen is supposed to be getting an interview uh, this week. Speaking of Ozzie, October 26th, Just an average day for most people, but not for Chicago White Sox fans. It has very special meaning. Uh, 17 years ago, October 26, 2005, the Chicago White Sox completed uh, their sweep of the Houston Astros and won the World Series, uh, their third title in franchise history and first since 1917. Uh, The White Sox went on an amazing 11-1 a run in the postseason after winning 99 games in the regular season and staying in first place in the AL Central for all 162 games. The White Sox beat Cleveland on opening day in 2005 by a score of one to nothing. And the White Sox capped off the year by beating the Houston Astros by a score of one to nothing to win game four in the World Series. Uh, The season was not without drama. Uh, White Sox legend Frank Thomas was lost for the year 
uh, with an injury after just playing 34 games. Uh, Sacks went through three different closers during the season and allowed a 15-game lead in the division uh, to be erased to just a game and a half before the Sacks once again separated themselves in late September in dramatic fashion. There were heroics galore uh, by a team of new and old faces as they came together and defied the odds, all led by a fan favorite who returned home to become a first-time manager and cement his legacy as a White Sox legend. Uh, We remember uh, what the White Sox accomplished on this date each year because it actually happened. Not a promised title or just a World Series appearance, but an actual championship. It was an amazing run by a team that will live on forever. Uh, Today is a great day for Sox fans absolutely everywhere. If you remember 2005, it's fun looking back to uh, where you celebrated, who you celebrated with. If your memory uh, is a little foggy, maybe you were uh, too young at the time, playing and replaying clips on YouTube is a wonderful uh, option. Uh, There are also countless publications on that unbelievable season Uh, Don't Stop Believing became the mantra and anthem, and we try to remain hopeful and believe that another World Series title can happen again soon. The Chicago White Sox started uh, turning heads immediately and sprinted out to a comfortable lead, only to see it be erased come late September. I'm going to tell you why that late season scare was necessary. More on that. In a moment, as everyone knows, athletes rise and fall in the ranks. But when it comes to saving money, Simply Safe always stays on top. And right now, you can save big with Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving listeners 40% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best home security of 2022 by U.S. News. With 24-7 professional monitoring, when a threat is detected, Simply Safe's monitoring professionals promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home, even if you're away or unable to respond. 24-7 professional monitoring costs under $1 a day. That's less than half the cost of ADT's traditional professional installed plans. Simply Safe blankets your home with protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you get the highest priority police dispatch. Don't miss the chance to save big when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Go today. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Ozzie Guillen came to the White Sox by way of the Florida Marlins. Uh, Guillen was the third base coach for the Marlins in 2003, and they, of course, won the World Series that year. The 2003 White Sox had a winning season, going 86 and 76, 
and finishing second in the division, but enough was enough, and Jerry Manuel was out as the skipper. After being allegedly told by GM Kenny Williams that he had no chance at the manager position, the White Sox not only interviewed Ozzie Guillen, but hired him as their next manager. The move was met with intrigue, skepticism, and joy. Guillen was a fan favorite when he played for the White Sox. He spent 13 years on the South Side, and now number 13 was picked to lead the White Sox to a title. In 2004, Guillen's first year as manager, the White Sox finished in second place once again with an 83-79 and record, but it was what happened in the offseason that really turned heads. Uh, favorites Carlos Lee and Maglio Ordonez left the team, and the White Sox brought in Scott Pudsednik and Jermaine Dye uh, to replace them. They also brought in Japanese star Tadahito Aguchi to be their new second baseman and assumed club cancer and former Minnesota twin A.J. Perzinski was signed to be the new catcher. I could not believe A.J. Perzinski was now on the White Sox uh, and was crushed that Ordonez and Lee were gone. You know, these were the days before social media and nonstop insiders offering their take, but the word in the local media was that Pudsednik uh, could be the perfect table setter in the leadoff spot and would be a constant base-stealing threat. Jermaine Dye still had more to prove, and A.J. Pierzynski was just misunderstood and will be an upgrade at the catching position. Uh, other off-season acquisitions like El Duque, Orlando Hernandez, Dustin Hermanson, and Bobby Jenks all factored in throughout 2005. By the end of the first month of the season, the Sox were off to a 17-7 and start and had a game-and-a-half lead in the division. Uh, Sox fans starting to take notice, but it was a long season, and we, we've been down this road before. Nobody picked the White Sox to go far except, you know, White Sox fans. Uh, as the season went on, they were must-see TV, gathering with friends at the bar or heading over to 35th and Shields to watch the Sox continue to dominate was the thing to do that summer. There was a buzz for sure. Uh, if you started watching the game late, uh, it was almost expected that the White Sox would be winning when you turned on the TV. A loss seemed uh, like an absolute rarity. The White Sox were on cruise control until mid-August when they went on a seven-game losing streak against Boston, Minnesota, and the Yankees. The White Sox lost five games in the standings in Cleveland was coming on strong. Their lead on Cleveland went from 15 games down to a game and a half on September 22nd. I remember these days vividly. There were uh, Cubs fans in the office where I worked, and as the Sox continued to flounder late in the season and their AL Central lead kept slipping away, uh, they would give me the choke sign each morning in the break room. Unfortunately, I was starting to believe that maybe the magic was gone, uh, and it was a fun five months, but perhaps the Sox just ran out of gas. Things changed. On September 23rd, the White Sox uh, won 10 of their next 12 games, clinching the division. White Sox finished the season with 99 wins, which was the most in the American League and second most in all of baseball. They won their first division title since 2000, but there was so much more baseball to be played. Could the magic continue throughout October for the 2005 White Sox? 
I'm going to tell you why Don't Stop Believing was more than just a song. More on that in a moment. Game one of the 2005 ALDS against the defending champs, the Boston Red Sox, was held on October 4th on the south side. The White Sox destroyed the Red Sox 14-2. I was in attendance, and it was nothing short of amazing. Definitely uh, my favorite game that I have attended so far. Uh, Deafening from start to finish. Uh, After that game, you just felt like the White Sox were a team of destiny. They battled the adversity at the end of the regular season when they were almost caught by Cleveland, and now the White Sox are a team on a mission. The White Sox swept Boston with help from one of the most clutch pitching performances ever in postseason history. El Duque got out of a bases-loaded, nobody-out jam uh, late in Game 3 without allowing a run, and the White Sox were headed to the ALCS. Again, a team of destiny. In the ALCS against the Angels, there was more drama. Uh, White Sox lost Game 1, but that would be their only loss of the entire postseason You can't forget the uh, A.J. Pruszynski drop third strike or the four straight complete games by Sox starters Contreras, Garland, Burley, and Garcia. You will never, ever see that again. The White Sox were headed to the the World Series for the first time since 1959. Uh, The series started in Chicago. Uh, They were close games, uh, and Game 2 was probably uh, the more memorable game Uh, because it featured two iconic moments, uh, Paul Canerico Grand Slam and Scott Pitsednik's walk-off home run to right field to beat the Astros 7-6. Last time I checked, uh, the seat where Canerico's Grand Slam landed in left field uh, and the seat where Scott Pitsednik's walk-off home run landed in right field were both still uh, the original blue color. Uh, Canerico's magical moment was later immortalized into a statue after he retired. Uh, The White Sox did not lose a beat in Houston, capping the sweep off with a 1-0 win. Jermaine Dye supplied the lone RBI after the game. Dye was named World Series MVP. Jermaine Dye had 16 at-bats, hit one home run, had three RBIs, and batted uh, 438 in the series. The Chicago White Sox were champions for the first time since 1917. The improbable happened as Ozzie Guillen came back home and in two years brought a title to the South Side. Every one of the members of that team will always hold a special place in my heart. 17 years ago, the more things that changed, the more they stayed the same. Could Ozzie Guillen get one more chance at recapturing the magic and taking the White Sox back to the World Series? Uh, there's a reason for sure why he is wanted back by so many fans. They remember what he did, and on this anniversary, they want those feelings again. Whatever happens, hopefully, there's not another 88-year gap between championships. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, 
and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll continue to look at player performances from 2022, like Luis Robert, and examine off-season White Sox scenarios. I really appreciate you making Locked On White Sox uh, such a priority. I really appreciate you making time. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.